This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moistead onside, here's Mounier, 2-0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. 1-2 wicket from the, here's Moy, right footed, 1-0 Huddersfield Town. Lindelof misses his header, De Quattro's in, round De Gea, 2-0 Huddersfield Town, 2-0 Huddersfield Town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! yes! And Tommins scored! Yeah. Tommins has scored! One of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! De Plattas forward, De Plattas got the better Yes! And Laurel De Plattas scores! Laurel De Plattas scores! One regular day of the Championship. That's all I ask for. Will never happen. Welcome to the warm-up, episode 51. Town will entertain Wilders Middlesbrough, but who will take all three points? Joining me, your host, Brady Frost, to preview uh, the match is a man who's putting his, been putting his trotters... Oh, God, I'm going to start that again. That's not good. <laughs> it's my joke as well. James knows what's coming. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. I honestly don't. <laughs> okay. Joining me, your host, Brady Frost to preview the game, is a man who's been putting his trotters up in France. It's James Whitaker. James, how are you? Bonsoir, mon ami. Bonsoir. Uh, très bon. Très bon. Up the town. Très bien, très bien. Now, you had a little little saunter in Marseille, didn't you? You got the Lyon Marseille game cancelled as well, just you, you and you alone? Yeah, yeah. Um, bit of a disappointment. I mean, I was... Genuinely looking up tickets on how to get there, but I'm glad I didn't since it was called off. But yeah, overall, good trip. Uh, French still needs work, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I got to see it, GCSU French. I couldn't tell you any anything. So uh, I'm sure you did better than me, mate. But um, glad you're back to preview some of the town stuff anyway. Um, cool. Uh, we, <laughs> I don't know. You've tested me here. Um, <laughs> Jesuit, uh, afoot avec 
my co-pants. I play football with my friends. There you go. That's good. Um, thank, thank you. <laughs> if you heard someone else there, it's because uh, James and I are not alone. We're joined by Holland's number one Huddersfield Town fan. It's Mr. Joe Scott. Joe, how are you? Hi. Thanks for having me back on again. It's okay. What are you doing over in uh, Holland to spread the word of Huddersfield Town? <laughs> Not enough. I didn't realise I should have been. <laughs> like a missionary. What we're paying you yeah. for? It's it's the usual. Oh, where are you from? And no one's heard of of uh, of Huddersfield. And you say, oh, near Leeds and Manchester, and they assume you support Leeds or Manchester. It's it's that that old one, yeah. <laughs> uh, you need to get but I will I will start doing more to to convert some some people. Yeah, you <laughs> you made it sound like, like Dutch terriers. Yeah, you made it sound like you needed to be like knocking on doors, yeah. <laughs> like some kind of missionaries. <laughs> Have you heard of Huddersfield Town? <laughs> Do you ever need to talk about Huddersfield Town? <laughs> There's bound to be someone in there. I should try and find it. if there is anyone out there. Please message message the podcast and uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's have a pint. <laughs> spread the word. Yeah, it's a movement, mate. It's a movement. <laughs> okay. Well, you can see we're all in good spirits despite the QPR defeat. Um, and I think it's going to be a bit interesting because it's time for trash talk. Oh, just sell it down. Play on. Can we sell it down? So, boys, we're playing Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough have to travel 88 miles from the Riverside to get to the John Smiths on Saturday. Um, so, for Trash Talk this week, I want you to be able to name the 10 closest teams in the Championship to Huddersfield Town Stadium. So, that's from their stadium. So, if, if they're coming from their stadium to the John Smiths. Um, so, I'm not actually going to give you a timer for this. What we're going to do is you're going to bid between how many you can name in the top 10 and you can just keep going until you get a wrong answer. So, James, you lost last time because you put yourself under immense pressure. So that's why I'm coming to you first to see if you can get in your own head about this. But of the 10 teams whose stadium are closest to Huddersfield Towns, how many do you think you can name? What's your opening bid? Uh, Six. Oh, six. I think that might be a sweet spot. Joe, do you reckon you can do seven? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking seven was in my head. I'm going to go for it. I think James has dangled that in front of me deliberately. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take it. (laughs) Okay. Joe's going seven. James, do you reckon you can do eight? Uh, I feel like I always take the gamble and it never works out, so I might leave it and to dangle for Joe. (laughs) So you're not, you're not going to die on your sword. You're just going to going to let it happen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Joe. Go on. <laughs> he didn't like Take that. The Could you hear that, Joe? He didn't like it when I said that. No. <laughs> okay, so Joe. I'm sick of going down on my sword. Turn <laughs> <laughs> him on him on my sword. <laughs> okay, so Joe. Like I say, no time limit. Uh, you don't have to name him in particular order either. Okay. I was going to. Uh, so that. how many? Of the ten closest stadiums, you've gone for seven. So, whenever you're ready. Um, Wait, do I have to go the stadium name or the club name? You can say the club. Okay, thank, all right, that's that's yeah. easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll start off with Barnsley. Yeah, that's then 19 miles away from Huddersfield Stadium. As far as that, I reckon that's is that the closest. Oh, that's the, the closest. That's yeah. the closest stadium. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United. 
Yep, Sheffield United is the second closest, 28 miles. See, I'm doing it methodically. You've uh, you underestimated me. <laughs> you go down the M1. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to go Hull City. Yep, so Hull City is the seventh furthest away, 74 miles. Than you think, wow. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think it was so far. Uh, Blackburn. Yeah, Blackburn is the third closest, 44. Um, we'll go Derby. Derby is the eighth closest, 75 miles. Ooh. Nottingham Forest. Yep, Nottingham Forest is the sixth closest, 73 miles. One more, one more, and you've got this. I will, uh, I will go Middlesbrough. Yeah, Middlesbrough is the tenth closest. Eighty-eight. Wow. Said earlier, said Joe, well done. That was a good trash talk. I think um, a bit of a hard you. one. Thank so you. you could have had Derby, obviously. Uh, I don't know if you said. Did you say Derby? No? Yeah, I said Derby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Blackpool, uh, mm-hmm. seventy-one miles. Preston, fifty-five, uh, and Stoke, eighty. Okay. I didn't think you would say this, but uh, the first away is Swansea, which is 261. <laughs> so. I was um, kind of getting towards the end then. I was struggling a bit. The pressure was getting to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, James, how do you feel? Do you think that's a good effort from Joe, or do you think you could have got... Uh, I feel dejected. I think... Um, I, I seem, to, seem to contrive several different ways to lose every time I do this <laughs> trash talk. So, I feel I've, like I've been trashed. <laughs> but obviously congratulations to Joe I hope he enjoys the victory it, it does feel it, quite nice <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be worse James um, Josh does this with me like you know every week um, and uh, I, I tend to go out in the first round I can't remember what question it was but it was like you know Alex name, name a town player was in the semi-final of the 2013 I said like Smithies and it's like no it was suspended <laughs> you're out so, I like the ge- geographical angle and I would say yeah. that's my strength so I'm actually a bit disappointed but I, I-, I didn't want to thought I'd let it dangle for Joe but I won't be doing that again it's alright we're not letting that. anything dangle it's quite cold out at the moment anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on moving on uh, let's talk about <laughs> Middlesbrough um, so Chris Wilder is in the dugout for Middlesbrough. Uh, he's been in charge for the last two games, but he's actually yet to win. Uh, so he lost like, uh, in the week, like town, 2-1 to Preston. Um, we'll hear from Johnny from the Borough Breakdown a bit later, but uh, it sounded like it was two mistakes. So anyway, we'll see. Um, going into this game, the 15th in the league on 23 points, won six, drawn five and lost eight. However, a bit of an interesting one for town. But obviously, Neil Warnock was the previous manager. They've only won twice in their last nine away matches and haven't actually won in their last five games overall. Um, so, James, I'll come to you first. How are you feeling about this game? Yeah, I think um, I think we should feel good about this. Um, slightly nervous with the new manager bounce that I think Town have been a bit on the wrong side of a couple of times. Um, but I think that Middlesbrough's team, assembled by um, the great, great man of this parish, Neil Warnock, is um, it is uh, yeah crossing ourselves. But it, <laughs> it, um, it is a sort of very, very championship team, but probably not quite of a sort of modern style. Is a lot of like 
older fashion players all and older, probably a little bit slower players, dare I say, and, and, and quite big lads in there. Um, so I think I think they're not without their strengths. Obviously, they've got a lot of height and physicality, um, but I would be quite confident um, going into this with, especially since town do seem to have sort of beefed up a bit this season in terms of that and we're quite good at set piece and things. So I think we hopefully should be able to compete and um, yeah, feel quite positive to be honest, even despite the defeat in midweek. And we've got a great home record, of course, as well. Yeah, very good point. I mean, um, Joe, I feel like a couple of uh, times with town this season, you know, we seem to play teams at the wrong time. You know, if this was like a couple of weeks ago, Obviously, they weren't in great form and you'd feel quite confident. Fields potentially could be a little bit like Forrest. Um, I don't know if you agree. Yeah, I am slightly worried about that. The only thing that makes me a bit less worried is that they have had, like you said, was it two matches he's had and they haven't won. So I'm hoping that that bounce has sort of softened a bit and we're not going to get that immediate bounce back effect from them. Um, But yeah, we have definitely been on the wrong side of that a few times this season. So I'm hoping it doesn't... uh, doesn't uh, come and hit us again. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quietly confident about this one. I, I, I'm confident we're not going to lose, at least, because, um, yeah, we've been good at home. Um, it's just about whether we can have enough going forward to um, to actually put them to bed. But I'm, I'm quite confident that we at least won't lose and we'll, we'll get something from the game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I reckon. Good to hear. Good to hear. I mean, um, yeah, no. So I, I did a little bit of a um, little bit of research into Borough. So um, in Wilder's two games, we've been playing three-five-two. Um, so that's a bit interesting. But um, the one that the stat that kind of struck me um, was their first half and second half performances. I know a lot of them were under Neil Warnock, but they are very like chalk and cheese. Um, so they've only conceded three goals in the first halves of games this season but there's considered 19 in the second half um, and quite a few in the last 15 minutes. And we've seen at home, particularly you think of the Millwall game, um, we scored quite late and Town have a habit of doing that at home. So I wonder if it's going to be one of those where it's a bit of a boring first half and it kind of opens up a bit in the second. Um, But James, I'll come back to you. Like you said, there's quite a few players in in Borough's team. You know, I think I'd say there's probably quite a few at Town maybe would have, um, you know, certainly in the squad, if not the first 11. But who have you picked out for this one? Um, so I've gone for Andras Spora, which I'm told mm-hmm. is the right pronunciation. Uh, he's been uh, on loan on loan at Borough from Sporting. Uh, he's a Slovenian international. Um, 138 goals in 309 career appearances. So that's about a goal every three games. So it's, it's not bad going, I mean, but it's slightly inflated by like, a ridiculous amount of goals in Slovakian league, which is not not known for its sort of top top quality. I'm, I'm, I'm informed, um, but yeah, he's won um, won the league in Portugal and and in Switzerland as well. And he's got three goals in ten games for Borough, which is not not so bad really, considering they've they've not played that great, um, and obviously they've sacked a manager. So he's close to his overall average, and seems he seems to have adapted fairly well for the championship, and he seems to. Be, their sort of player really is kind of a, a physical presence um, with a bit of an eye for a goal and seems to be preferred by by Wilder since he's come in. Um, so I think he's someone that that could potentially be be dangerous for them. Uh, but I w- I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't necessarily be 
out of all the sort of opposition analysis we've done, he, he's not someone that necessarily strikes fear. But I think if anyone's going to get a goal, it could be him. No, I think that's a really good shout. Um, Johnny, like who, who I caught up with earlier, he he singled him out as one of the players to watch. So um, well done for doing your research, mate. Good to, good to see, good to see. <laughs> Um, Joe, who who have you gone for from Borough as a key man for this one? Um, I've gone for um, Matt Crooks actually, because um, he's he's started a fair few games for him, and I saw he's got uh, four goals, I think it is, which is um, which is not bad um, from coming from where he plays. Um, I just think as well, uh, he, I wouldn't say he was quite. The one that got away from us, because I'm sure there was a reason for for not trying to keep him on, and um, he's really turned it on since he's left. Obviously, but I think because he's returning um, to, uh, I, I think he's born in Huddersfield, so it'll be his hometown club. I think he'll really want to put on a show um, against us. So yeah, I've put him down as uh, as the one to watch from from Borough. Yeah, um, not quite as much research as as James, <laughs> there, but <laughs> well. Maybe maybe this says something about us, Joe, because I actually picked Matt Crooks. Um, oh. I, yeah, I just think, um, you know, he, he, like you say, he's their top scorer. Um, he's got an assist as well. And I know it's a bit of an obvious one, but you look at our midfield and it's quite small, particularly if yeah. high. Um, and he's, he's going to win the aerial duels, isn't he? So um, I, think that's a, I think that's a really good shout. And like you say, it, it's easy to pick a former town player. Um, but... Yeah, again, like when you're playing the club you've played for, you are up for it just that little bit more. So I think that's a really good show. Yeah. Um, my backup, because I thought one of you would put Pitch Brooks, um, was I've gone for Martin Pyro. Uh, Pyro. Um, so he's like an exciting kind of Argentinian midfielder. Um, you know, not really got going yet, but looks quite exciting in flashes. Um, joined from Argentinian side Banfield in the summer. Uh, I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it, but that's the Yorkshire way of pronouncing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so maybe a, again, I think midfield is quite quite key in this one. Um, because I do think it's not so much, I know, um, we've talked a lot about missing a player like Carol Iting, but I do think particularly with hog out is kind of where we're we're lacking um at the moment so i think it'd be good to have a, a player like him for us so i think he might have some joy potentially on saturday um but as always we are talking about the mighty huddersfield town um utt and all that uh james who have you picked out as a key player for huddersfield um so i've picked out um matty pearson just because i've been really impressed with him particularly in the sort of more sort of recent spell that we've seen from him um, just seems really, really solid, really. Um, I think I said really three times then. But yeah, he's um, he's just been great this season. He's been a breath of fresh air and he's just completely no nonsense, really. Um, I don't think he's been anywhere near as bad at sort of playing out as we were sort of led to believe. I think that he's, he's he might not be like the most comfortable player doing it, you know, in, in terms of, uh, someone like Colwell or something like that, but I think he's just—he's just him and Lee's. It seems to work, and with Colwell as well, they just it seems to have a good balance. And he's—he's um, he's a big presence, which I think is really important in terms of winning the battles against the big Middlesbrough forwards that we've sort of mentioned already. Um, there's the Ikpizu who they signed from 
I said that wrong, but who they signed from Wickham as well, and obviously yeah. Crooks and and Spora as well. So, yeah, there's there's sort of a big big presence in the Middlesbrough uh, attacking um, style of play. So, I would say that he's pretty important in terms of just important blocks, winning aerial duels, um, all the things that are sort of the meat and potato of being a centre half, really. So he's he really excels at all of that. So I think he'll be a key player on Saturday. No, I think that's a really good shout. And um, was it four blocks on you know from shots um, against Borough? Uh, not Borough, West Brom. So um, that's a really good shout. And James, I've seen on Twitter. Don't know if you agree with this. A lot of people are comparing him to Peter Clark. What do you make of those comparisons? Yeah, I think. Um... I was kind of gonna gonna put that, gonna sort of get that across in what I was saying, and I was kind of that's that's the person who springs to mind. But at the same time, I think, in fairness to how much I love Peter Clark, I would say Pearson's more a bit more cultured in terms of he can play a longer ball up the line if he has to. Whereas Peter Clark was sort of completely no nonsense, and I say that as a as sort of huge fan of his. But I think Pearson is able to play the sort of longer balls up the line if he has to, and can sort of fill in it. And more, so it's, he was even playing as more of like a right back against QPR at times when we we're pushing for a mm. goal, and he does seem to have potentially slightly more to offer in terms of progressing the ball forward and things. Uh, but I say that as a huge Peter Clark fan, um, yeah, and he's also um, yeah fairly local lad, so it's nice to see. Nice yeah. to see really, but yeah, definitely similarities there. Yeah. <laughs> I really rate Pearson. I think that's a good shout. I think he's um, improving all the time. And his decision-making as well, like you were saying about knowing when to just get rid of it rather than trying to force the force the, the, the short pass. Um, I think that's that's made a huge difference to his game. But yeah, I think he's been class. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, Joe, I know how much you love Peter Clark, so I think James yeah, is tread yeah. very carefully there. <laughs> yeah, I was treading very carefully. <laughs> good job you're not in the same room. Um, <laughs> Um, got Joe, a nice bit of English channel between us <laughs> um, Joe who do, who do you go for this one uh, as your key player from, from Townside uh, I've gone for Scott High uh, mm. for this one I think you alluded to it earlier about how uh, the midfield is going to be really important in this one um, I don't think for a second anyone can replace Hoggy and what he does but um the more I've seen of Scott High, uh, now he's getting some minutes in the first team. I think he's just um, he's coming on leaps and bounds. Um, I think it was quite hard for him in the QPR match to to dominate it all the time. Like he's a young lad and he's not not the biggest, but I thought he he, he didn't look out of place really, um, which is which is impressive. And I think if you know we get someone like Hoggy back or someone who can sit in there a bit more, um, he'll look even more. More dangerous, he can clearly pick out a quality pass. Um, and yeah, I think I think if he can, if we can get him on the ball a bit more in this Borough match, I think he's going to um, he's going to be key. Um, I also kind of wanted to wedge him in to give him a shout out because I think he's uh, he's definitely an exciting one for us over the over the future. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a really good point. And um, you know, the the goal um, against West Brom, the pass mm. that he makes, kind of you know ends up leading to the goal and you know Hoggy is a great player we all love Jonathan Hogg on here but you I don't think you'd see Hogg make that ball so it's a really good good point you mentioned about Scott High um yeah and like you say he's, he's, he's come for the academy and he's 
you know, getting, I think it's a lot better for him when he is starting games. You know, when you come on as a as a sub and you're a young player, it's hard to make an impact because depending on the game's going. So I think you're right, Joe. I think we've got um, potentially a really decent young lad there. So yeah, really good shout. Lovely. Well, I have gone for um, our left back for this one as my key player. I've gone for Toff. Um, I just think he's going to be really key in both ends of the pitch, you know, from a defensive point of view uh, and, you know, on the overlapping from an attacking sense. Um, again, he's, you know, he's got a couple of assists this season. I think, you know, Maybe we don't have to rely on him as much as we did last season. Maybe that's part of it. But um, we know he can whip a good ball in. And I, I do think, you know, particularly from, you know, we've got, a, you know, set pieces. Maybe I know he doesn't take set pieces. It's more Sober or uh, Sinani. But, um, you know, maybe the rebounds and stuff like that. I think he could, I just have a sneaky feeling he might do something in this, might be quite involved. So um, I've kind of picked him for that. And, um, you know, I don't think he's scored yet this season. I don't know. He, he can score a few now and again. Um, so maybe it's more uh, hoping he's involved in this. But I will be going. Um, for listeners who have been following the pod this week, you know, I haven't seen, apart from Preston, I haven't seen Town win. I missed the goal against West Brom because my train was delayed. So maybe I should just uh, miss the game. We will see. <laughs> um, and then Town will win, obviously. But um, anyway, uh I'll, sh- I'll shut up for now because um, we'll hear from Johnny from the Borough Breakdown now. It's um, the view from the other side. So I, I caught up with Johnny earlier. Um, it was a really interesting chat, actually, um, to kind of understand how Borough have been since Wild has come in. And here's what he had to say. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for joining me. So my first question is, how have you viewed Middlesbrough season so far? Is it what you expected? First of all, thanks, Brady. Thanks for having me on. And around Borough season so far... It's a tale of two halves, to be honest. Uh, if if games finished at 45 minutes this season, Borough would be sitting in third place. Um, if they went in second half, uh, we'd be sitting in 19th. Uh, as you can probably see, we're a team that's been gassing out for the, the majority of the second half of the season. And to be honest, is it what I expected? I would expect Borough to be around mid-table. I didn't think we'd be in the playoffs, but I certainly didn't think we'd be about 15th at the moment. But... Of course, the season and the table so tight, we can move up to mid-table and in the playoffs and just in two games, couldn't we? So, is it what I expected so far? Mid-table, I'd probably say so. I think the the one big, well, people would think that Neil Warnock leaving was a shocker. I don't think it was. Um, it was expected and, you know, he was going to leave at the end of the season anyway and if performances weren't going to be to scratch, then I think he was going to go anyway. So, yeah, I think it is what I've expected so far. So Chris Wilder has come in and replaced Neil Warnock. Um, what are your thoughts on the appointment and his progress so far? Yeah, Wilder, Wilder came in, had two games, drawn his first game against Millwall and then defeat against Preston midweek. But both games, though, again, again, the tale of two halves. Um, first 78 minutes on Tuesday, we were absolutely brilliant. It's probably the best performance of our all season. Controlled the ball, moved from side to side, good press and recycling possession. It was a really, really good performance and just two really bad errors has just gave us the defeat. Um, I think he's done well so far. He's made us a much more fluid side and much more aggressive in the press. And then also we play the ball quite nicely now. So a lot different from Neil Warnock's style of football. But overall, I'm quite happy. I think the performances and the wins will definitely come under Chris Wilder. If I was in his position, though, I bet he could not wait for January. I think we need about four or five players to really kick on this season. 
So what can we expect from this Middlesbrough team on the pitch? Has it been a similar style to Wilder's when he was managing Sheffield United? From what you can expect from this side, you would probably expect a much more aggressive press. You'll probably see a team that is happy to have the ball and, and dominate with that. You know, I think the one big thing from Tuesday, like I mentioned, is the ability to recycle possession and, and really get down the line and really create chances. I think we were creating chances at a very, very good rate on Tuesday night. Like we just couldn't put them away. That's probably Borough's weaknesses. Um, there's two weaknesses probably from, from this side is that individual errors and then also not the ability not to take away, take our chances. So other than that, it is quite similar to Sheffield. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Congratulations style of play. I appreciate there's going to be tweaks here and there, but that's just mainly down to quality. And we do have a few injuries at the moment, so it's not as effective as, as it possibly can be yet, but I definitely think the results are going to come. Are there any players we need to keep an eye out for on Saturday then, Johnny? The players that I think Huddersfield should look out for, if he's playing Martin Piero, the Argentinian who came in the summer, is a, is a wonderful, wonderful player, a nice deep line playmaker. And he's starting to really settle in now on T-sides, you know, after a, a couple of times in and out the squad of Neil Warnock. I'd be interested to see what Chris Wilder thinks of him. And hopefully he's back on Saturday. But I think he's definitely number one. I think number two, Isaiah Jones, uh, he came from Tooting and Mitchum a couple of seasons ago and he's starting to make an impact on the team. He's been very, very bright this season. And also, if, if there was one more, Andras Barra, um, the Slovenian centre-forward is just a wonderful, wonderful striker. Um, really good movement, likes to get in behind. And if you have a slow defence, I think you'll cause problems. Um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Bobby Firmino, a little bit. Obviously, the, the quality is probably not as good, but... Overall, very, very good. Likes to bring other players into play. And overall, very good striker. Um, how would you say Middlesbrough fans are feeling about this match? I think if we won on Tuesday night, and pro- we probably sh- you know, should have won on Tuesday, and we should have won against Millwall, um, we would have been going to this game with, with a lot of confidence, to be honest. And I still think we are. I think we're a team that can hopefully get a result on Saturday. And to be honest, it it, be, it would be coming as well. I think the, the last two performances have been really good, well-structured. Um, but I know Chris Wilder's demanding more from this side and I think he'll get it on Saturday. So what are you expecting from the game against Huddersfield? I think we're expecting a, definitely a tough game. I think Huddersfield this season have shown how to get results. You know, set pieces has been a, a big part of the success this season from when I've watched them. 
think Toffolo on the left-hand side is, is very, very bright. And I think he'll try and get balls in the box. And look, I think that 3-4 or 3-5-2 formation that you currently play at the moment seems to give you a bit of balance this season. Um, I think last year that it didn't, it did, things just didn't seem to click last year under Carlos Carbon. But I think this year you've made some good signs. I think Leeds has been a fantastic sign of his. And hopefully that can continue, really. I think overall it'll be a difficult game. I think set pieces are something that you'll probably rely on. We're quite weak there. And if you can take advantage of that, I think you might get the result. And finally, how do you see the game going and what's your score prediction? Score prediction? Yeah. <laughs> Since Borough is so unreliable at the moment, I'm going to go with a one-all draw. I think we might take the lead early doors, but then given we're so bad in the second half of games, I think you'll score a set piece towards the end and it'll be a one-all draw. But guys, thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate it. Okay, so we've heard from Johnny. Now it's time for everyone's favourite section. It's return to the Mac. Christopher Schindler. Has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. The Pucks has got the better yes! And Lauren the Pucks has scored! What a goal, Aaron Moy! An absolute thunderbolt delivered all the way from Australia! Returns in the James. Going back in time, think of all the glory years. How many great players Town have had? How many terrible players Town have had? There's been, you know, I'd say the lists are equally both long. But I'm assuming you're picking a great for this. Who are you going for? Yeah, you could uh, you could say that again. I've gone for Rob Edwards. So he was described by um, Peter Jackson, or as he's known to many on this podcast, Gaffer as uh, a soccer legend uh, interesting use of an Americanism but <laughs> it's definitely true um, so he was a left-sided uh, midfielder or left-back former club captain scored two of the greatest town goals ever um, the first being a 30-yard passing move against Man City and the second being a winner in a playoff semi um, against Lincoln he was a solid player with a great left foot and I think he could fill in in sort of midfield um, or as a wing back, and we've got injuries in sort of both those areas, really. So I think it was just like seemed like an upstanding sort of town player who, and um, I think I think it meant sort of I think he really sort of meant a lot to the fans that he made it clear that how much it meant to put on the shirt, and that's just the kind of player that town fans like, really. And yeah, as I say, pretty solid good character so I think he'd be a good good person to bring back yeah really good shout going for the the people's vote I would say with that like you know, <laughs> um, no I think that's a, that's a really good point um, you know um, yeah I think that's going to be hard to beat Joe can you top that uh, probably not no skip me no <laughs> 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 What's your choice? I'm not putting one forward. <laughs> I've, um, yeah, I've gone for uh, Jacob Butterfield for this one. Um, mm. I just had it in my head that we we're kind of missing. We're still we're still missing that real like quality little sparky player in 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 between midfield and attack. And I just have fond memories of him when he was at Town. Um, just being able to 
to dribble with it really well and, and pick out a, a perfect little pass, set up a goal. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love for, for someone like that in this team. Um, so that's why I've, I've gone for him. But yeah, I think I think James might have stolen the show there. <laughs> I um I like that as a pick though, Joe, because um you know I, I listened to the um, Utabia podcast with uh, Stephen Chicken and David Hardrick earlier, and they're kind of right. We are missing a player who can contribute goals from midfield, really. Mm. Um, and Butterfield didn't he get was it eight or nine when he won? Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but he was pretty prolific for his position, and he just seemed to. To, to get us ticking. Um he was he was really class. Yeah. Um, I um I picked him a few weeks ago actually. I think that's a really good chat. I'm uh, sure I'm biased here. Maybe he's <laughs> feel better. But um yeah no I I think that's decent and you know I think he fit quite well in Corbrand's side. Um again people will accuse me of picking a, a good player from 1617 and it would be true this week because <laughs> um as the lads know I forgot to pick a player before we started recording. <laughs> so um I've gone for a similar vibe with Joe, um, a player I really liked in the 16-17 season, Casey Palmer. Um, just loved him. I know it didn't work out in his second spell, but um, yeah, just really loved him. We really wanted Town to sign him permanently. Obviously, he's at Bristol, but um, yeah, just, just I don't know. Like, yeah, I'd bring him back now. I'd bring back a lot of players from 16-17. Like, I well, still think Naki Wells yeah. could do a job for us. So, um yeah, uh, I don't know, but I, it will be interesting. I, I wonder who I wonder who will win that actually. Um, probably James, I reckon, but we'll see. Look at that cheeky little grin. Um, anyway, so lads, um, forget Carlos Colbrand because we're in the dugout. Uh, you're the boss in this in this situation. Um, maybe we can all be the kind of assistant coaches, a bit like Colbrand set up, and we all make the decisions together. Um, but. James, I'm going to come to you. How, how are you lining ta- town up? Are you going to go for anything a bit interesting? Anything wild? Going to bring uh, someone out of nowhere? Uh, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> really not. Um, I've gone for, to be fair, I mean, maybe, maybe I've gone for um, Nichols uh, in goal, mm-hmm. which, is, which should be of no surprise. And then Pearson, obviously, my key player. Uh, at the back with Lees and Sark. I've actually gone for Sarkis. Um I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch the game on Saturday, but by all accounts, um, he was. No, oh, he was great. He was a great played yeah, really well. Really um, so I was out of the country, so not possible on that occasion. But yeah, and it, I think basically, as I was sort of saying earlier, if, if they've got a big team, it might be worth putting in a big player. I mean, that's mm. as simple as my tactics go. If I'm in a dugout, really, and. Um, yeah, then, <laughs> yeah, and then I've got um, Turton uh, wing back with High O'Brien and Toffolo, mm-hmm. uh, and then I've got Sinani and Karoma, just sort of, sort of like two tens a bit, yeah, uh, and then Ward up front. So I have dropped Sorba Thomas. Uh, that's yeah. just a pure, pure, uh, purely sort of uh, resting decision, just because I feel like. He's just played a lot of games now, and I'm slightly worried that a couple of players are a bit red in red zone territory. Um, so I, that that would be my only thing, and I think he'd sort of be first sub really, if half potentially even sort of like fiftieth, fiftieth, fifty fifth minute. You know, I mean, I know Carlos don't really make subs like that, but it usually waits a bit, doesn't he? But um, 
that that had been where I'd go with it, just to just to give him a bit of a rest and also just to um, sort of tighten things up with sort of Turton and Toffolo a bit more defensive, and then um, you know then you've got give sort of Karoma and Sinani maybe a bit more freedom to just get stuck in, get sort of make some damage really, because um, Karoma needs that sort of strong foundation. He's not quite as as sort of defensive or pressing, so yeah. That at least that's maybe a bit negative, but again, that's that's from my my style. No, no, I mean, mate, you're you know you're the one wearing the chinos in in this situation, not Cobra. So, um, are you pleased? I think Thomas's first sub is probably a good shout as well. Um, I think I could see that. But um, Joey, you going for any any variants there? Uh, a couple, yeah. Uh, I'd actually chuck Thomas back in the starting lineup. Um, not that Turton did any has done anything wrong, but just to, for a bit more attacking impetus from us. Um, uh, but yeah, I appreciate that he probably is getting pretty knackered. Thomas, he's been starting and playing so much um, internationally as well. Um, but but yeah, uh, I just find him exciting to watch, so I want him on the pitch. <laughs> and then um, I'd I'd probably be tempted to start Campbell. Um, I don't think Wardy, Wardy hasn't done a hell of a lot wrong. Um, he's puts in a lot of effort and he, he's actually looked all right. But I just think, why not Why not switch it up a bit? Um, still not banging in the goals, so, so give um, give Campbell a chance, maybe. I thought Campbell um, looked really good when he came on against QPR as well. Um, he, he was getting in their face and um, we started to, to get a few more chances. Um after he came on, so yeah, I'd give I'd give Campbell a go up front, um, but they're the only two changes I'd I'd make. No, I was I like really that. tempted by that as well, the Campbell, Campbell. just because I agree. I thought he looked quite good when he came on, and yeah. something a bit of a different, bit different, um, and I think Ward could potentially get a little bit, little bit bullied if these like three big guys, whereas Campbell kind of gives as good as he gets. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Lee yeah. Pelty is not that big, but. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot. Gonna... I forgot Peltier's, uh Pelts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, in, he's in the back three. Good old days. Oh, what team that he's was! In the back three. It's bizarre. Yeah, that is weird. It is weird. Sol Bamber and yeah. someone else. Yeah, he went everywhere. Yeah. One up there, didn't he? he? Was at Cardiff as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, I do like Lee. <laughs> I like Pelts. <laughs> Make sure we get Lee in. <laughs> Settle down, son. Don't get um, carried away, son. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like it. I think Campbell's a good shout. Um, yeah, again, Stephen Chicken was saying he wonders if Campbell's maybe served his purpose in this town team, which um, I thought was a little bit. Well, I disagreed with you, Stephen. If you do listen to this, I'm sure you've sure you got better things oh. to do. Um, <laughs> oh, have that, Stephen. Have that. <laughs> <laughs> Roasting that chicken. Um, <laughs> Steve, oh, I can't wait for the Twitter war. Oh, yeah. wait, no, Steve knows. He's a, obviously I've can't speak out of Steve Chicken. You know, great writer and and listen to his pod all the time. Anyway, um, I but yeah, Campbell would be interesting. I think from the start. Um, why not? I don't know. Like, and we've got good home form as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I like that shout, Joe. But um, yeah, changes really. Uh, I've, I've 
kept the back three, Pearson, Lees and Colwell. I think Colwell's still great. I thought Saab was excellent against West Brom. Um, but I think Lees, for me, has probably been player of the season. So um, I just think we've got a good competition there. Um, I'm putting Thomas right wing back because uh, I think that's where he's played, played best. I agree with you. Both the lads, I think he's a bit knackered, but I just, I don't know. He didn't play didn't play against QPR until he came on. So he should be okay for this. Uh, High and O'Brien, Toff, I think that kind of picks itself. And then it's just the wing, uh, the wings really. So I put Sinani on the right. Um, I put Ward in the middle just because I think Ward is really good, you know, like in terms of working hard and knackering people. Um, but he should have scored against West Brom for me, really. But my idea with that is I thought Meepo, good to see him get, a, you know, a, a run out against QPR. I wonder if you bring him on, because uh, I wonder if this is maybe a game for him to show what he can do, you know, last half an hour rather than Fraser. Um, and on the left, it sounds like Holmes might be fit for this. And I think if he is, I'd put him in there because I think Holmes has been quite good this season. Um, so, but yeah, I think it, I think it's good. We got, you know, we do have some options. I think, you know, Scott High, good for him to get some minutes. But I do think midfield is is my my concern. You know, with Hog out, with Vallejo out, that's my only only worry really. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I think we've got some good options there. Yeah, um, I think Holmes is a is a good shout if he if he is free. Um, yeah, I did just want to ask you two what you thought about Toffolo this season. Um, I mean, he's still been dead solid, but and I think maybe over the last few seasons he's set our expectations so high. But I've just been feeling maybe going forward he's been slightly flat. Like, oh, maybe I'm just expecting too much from him. Um, yeah, I just wondered what you you guys thought. Well, um, he's not signed his contract yet, and it expires in the summer. So if he does listen, I know he listens when we win. Um, so he probably won't listen. But um, yeah, Harry signed that contract. Then Please. I'll give you my honest opinion. No, I don't know. I think Toffolo sets really good standards for himself, like you say, Joe. Um, I wonder if we don't... I don't know. Um, may, I agree, maybe not been as good as we've come to expect, but I wonder if, because the team's better, maybe he doesn't need to do as much. He doesn't need to be his all action. Um, yeah, that probably uh, could, that, that could be it, yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's potentially um, like one of them where, in terms of full-backs, if one, one goes, one stays. So if you have Sauber on right mm. wing back then potentially Toffolo then has to stay um, so maybe then again Peeper and Toffolo went forward last season and yeah. it was like slow centre-backs with like Keo. but maybe <laughs> maybe that's where like Corbrand's just slightly adapting yeah because I don't think it takes a tactical genius to work out it's a bit of a of a high risk strategy isn't it with like two full-backs are bombing on with like slow centre-halves but I suppose like Maybe he's just saying, like, right, well, one of you go, one of you stay type thing. And I suppose that that's one of the reasons why Turton's, like, not... I think he's been a bit of a scapegoat, potentially, whereas he's just quite steady away. And mm. then you can send, you know, you one go, one stay, really. But I know what you mean, because the numbers are just nowhere near. Yeah. And I know, I know what you're saying. I don't think he's sort of wowed this season. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's tactical... Or if it's yeah, just... by no means like that's not to say that he's been he's been rubbish. He's still he's still like oh, he's yeah. he he sets himself at a good level as a standard. It's just yeah. I think he was so good the the few seasons before. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, uh, Cowshed Loyal are doing a Q&A with him, so uh, Magic Rocks, so maybe, uh, I think it's the 30th of November, I want to say. Yeah. So maybe we should go and ask him. I'm sure he'd love to do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Why haven't you scored? <laughs> yeah, score more goals. Me with my beer belly. You ne- why haven't you scored yet, Harry? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you should no. bomb it up that wing <laughs> back and forth I think, I, I think you, you're right though James um, you know one goes one stays yeah, yeah. you know Turton I know he's been a bit more defensively solid but I think I would say Corbrand's realised like we need to be solid to get results in this league um, and I wonder if that has limited Toffolo from an attacking sense um, yeah. also it's been a bit you know that left side for us was really strong when you had Toffolo O'Brien and Karoma but I, I don't know like Karoma's not really been a starter this season as he's been a bit in and out and you know O'Brien because Hogs out has to play a bit of a different role so I wonder if maybe that's part of it as well I don't know is it is, is an interesting point Joe um, it might be partly like being found out as well just finding different ways to win I mean it, it worked it worked for like the first half of that season and then it, it kind of didn't work for the second so maybe it's just like finding new ways in terms of through players like Sober Thomas and Sinani and Holmes rather than like always relying on yeah. like a Karoma or a Toffolo. I think um, that happened a bit with Peeper as well because he was unbelievable yeah. in stretches of the season when like teams had never come up against him before and didn't yeah. realise yeah. that he was like Ronaldo with his feet. <laughs> it was this Spanish guy called Gordon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my mate Pepper. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But um but no Toff, we still we still love you and please do sign that contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love that Pippa's name is Gonzalo Gordon. Yeah. And honestly Gordon. that I love that interview with him because I obviously bless him English is like a second language, but I asked I think I asked him like a really stupid question and he just laughed and went, Harry Toffolo, <laughs> which is great. And more of that. Um so, <laughs> Yeah, Pippa. Yeah, I hope to see you soon. Um, I think I think we do miss you. To be fair, definitely. Yeah. Does anyone know how long he's he's, he's out for? Or? Um, I think there was well, I think they were saying like he was meant to be back around now, but it seems like it delays. Um, okay. I know he was playing with an injury, wasn't he? Because he really wanted to. Um, I think he, there was talk of him playing for Spain for the Olympics, and obviously it didn't work out. So, okay. the question is, is is he on the grass yet? All oh, right. Yeah. Or is he with the group? Oh yeah. Different phases, isn't there? In these uh, managers' press conferences, with the grass, then with the group, yeah. Then he plays a game. Or maybe I thought you, I thought you were heading for a joke then. Like, I did. <laughs> grassy ass or something. I was waiting. For <laughs> I thought he was doing like an office. Different conditions. Different. <laughs> no, it's just uh, yeah. Anyway, I think we're rambling here. Um, we're going to finish at the end. Um, Lads, how do you see how do you see this one going, and what's your score prediction, uh, Joe? How are you feeling about this one? Uh, I always want to say we're going to win, but I think I think it's going to be one-one. I think it's going to be a hard-fought one-one, um, and uh, let's have Karoma to score. Josh is going to get back on the get back on the horse. <laughs> yeah, Matt can blow his conch. Like it. Like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I'd kind of I was over an hour in between one one and one nil, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go one nil. I just think town, you know, good at home. Is it four wins in a row at home? Uh, you know, they're still 
you know, what I'll do is I'll miss the first 10 minutes deliberately and Tan will score yeah. then and I'll arrive and then it'll end, you know, nil-nil after that. So um, that's that's my <laughs> prediction. I'm going to uh, Brady, pin him up against the wall outside the ground. Don't let him, don't let him in. <laughs> <laughs> just three <laughs> stewards just... There he is. Get him. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> If this happens now, Joe, you can have a inciting violence. Got some stu- stewards on his payroll. <laughs> Joe, just, you know, no, no, right, hang on. Uh, James, what's your prediction for this one? Um, in my notes, like Joe, I've got hard fought, um, but um, I th- I've got 2 0 town. Oh, that's not hard fought. Nonetheless, yeah. a hard fought 2 0. <laughs> <laughs> um, can a 2 0 be hard fought? I think they can. I think they, it can exist. Um, <laughs> I would say, um, I think it's probably going to be 1 0 for a long time and then maybe like a late one. But my, my thoughts are really is just Town have got quite a lot of pace going forward in terms of like Karoma, uh, Sorba, Nepo as well. Uh, and Sinani's no slouch, is he? So I think that. It, Borough just seem a little bit, little bit slow at the back with um, Bamber and Peltier, and um, they just seem a bit. That's very sort of would be very good in the championship about ten years ago, but you know now, now it, I'm not not so sure. Um, so I think with, I think that that would be a big advantage because Town have got a lot of speed sort of going forward really. Um, and I'm not sure if sort of the borough defence is like quite quick to play the Wilder sort of overlapping style. It seems Wilder's quite a sort of forward-thinking manager, I'd say, and it's still in its sort of Warnock phase, and it'll probably take a while to sort of get out of that. Uh, I'm not not criticising that too much, but I just do think that against like a quick attack like Towns with like quick movements. Uh, and like sort of, sort of practice sort of attacking moves, then we will have like quite a good advantage. Um, so I think I would probably. That's why I'm kind of fancying us. And also we've got a great. We've just got a great home record. We always seem to perform um, at home. So I am. I am fairly confident. Um, I'm fairly confident for this one. To be fair. Good lad. Um, you're right. We have good, good home form, and we'll let's hope it continues. Um, but yeah, cheers for coming on, James and Joe. Cheers to everyone for listening. We'll be back next week to uh, preview Barnsley away, Yorkshire Derby. So look forward to that one. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed and up the town. Oh, what a night! Late in May in 2017, scored it. Was a happy dream. What a feeling, what a night. Oh, what a night. Wagner singing, we are Premier League. The greatest sight in Georgia Square did see. What an evening, what a night. Got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence and they 
Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 